Alright. I think we are good. Okay. We're at July Sunday, July 29th, 2018. Episode number what? Five. Five, maybe. I think five. Yeah, sounds about right. Four or five. First one in person with each other. Yeah, yeah, this is not across the country. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'd rather just kind of oh, yeah. look at you since we're kind of just... And there's a the motorcycle in the background. Right on cue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We should have waited. That's all right, though. Um, all right, so today we're talking about time and money. Yeah. And like the importance. Yeah, right. Where, what, what do you put... You know, how much weight do you put to each? Yeah. I think it's, it's too, it's really relevant. Like we said, just because I am home right now in Michigan, where I've been living in California for the last year, Florida for two years before that. Right. So, and just like, you know, being with all of my friends last night, you know, something like I was just talking to Ted actually last night. We haven't seen each other in a year and a half. Wow. At all. You and Ted haven't seen each other in a year and a half? Yeah. Yeah, Ted doesn't get out much when I was surprised to see him, actually. Oh, I'm glad. That's all right. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's the thing. People move. They move on with their life. You know, yeah. your other friend now just got married, and yeah. his life's going to change. You're probably going to see him less. You know, you guys have your guys' trip every year. That might start changing. You know, when people get married and lives change. Yeah. hope not. You know, another friend that's almost married and... Couple of them that are in relationships oh, yeah, with women who have kids, and, yeah. yeah. So now it's different dynamic. Mm-hmm. Now that money factor becomes a big thing because yeah. now it's not just them. Yeah. Now they've got you know a whole family they're relying that oh, are yeah. relying on them. Yeah. So you can't make the decisions on your time and money strictly by what you want to do. Yeah. And even I mean for me because I have to get somewhere. Because I'm so far, I'm the farthest one away. Right. So for me, that's where I, my money has to go to with that. You're right. And, and where could that money have been spent otherwise if you didn't have to do that? Yeah. Which I don't really mind. Well, I mean, you're and you're just out of college, not that far out of college, I should say. But and you know, so time and money for you isn't is still you're still kind of playing with it, and you're single, and so you've got a little bit of. A lot of leeway. You can you can sacrifice either one. Yeah. And it really only affects you. Oh yeah, I know. You know. So that's that's not bad. But what do you think? I mean people what's the old saying? Time is money. Yeah. There was this one the first this was like a few years ago. I'm not sure if I was in Miami or if I was still at Oakland. But like one of the fitness people that I follow and Like I was getting his emails, like he would send like weekly emails and he was kind of like philosophical too. And he would like attach a little saying sometimes or, oh, and one of them was like a poem type of thing. And it was like, like about time is money. And that was the first time I was like, I was like, wow, that's. So you had never really thought about it until that crossed my mind. I was like, oh, wow, that's a really, really good point. Like, yeah. And people even in my age don't, don't think about it that much. They're like, well, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. I'm like. Okay, but what's your time worth? You know? Yeah. It's got to be worth at least the amount of money you make an hour at your job, if you're yeah. an hourly or whatever, however you divide that up. But your time has to be worth at least that. 
if you're going to do something else, I would think, unless you really love it. Yeah. You know, and then it's a different story. But then it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't get paid to do this, mm-hmm. but we enjoy it. Yeah. So this is our time expenditure. So we, yeah. would yeah. we pay, would we pay our salary what we make an hour in order to do this? You know, you kind of, you kind of, if, if you're money driven, mm-hmm. then that's how you look at it. So if you're, if, if everything you rely on is money, okay, I got to make this much money. This is what I'm worth. Every single thing you do is, okay, is it worth X amount of dollars? Because that's what I could be making if I was at work instead of doing this. Mm-hmm. That's if you're money driven. But if you're time driven, where your time and your, your things are, are more valuable, and that's what you value, then you look at your job and say, hmm, am I making enough money to outweigh the joy of my time yeah. that what I would get. And then you look at it that way or you have to look at it a combination, but yeah, most of us don't break it down that far. It's just, well, we, we've got this job. We go to work for 40 hours a week and get our job done. Then we have the weekend. Then it's our free time or at night and whatever yeah. we got to do, you know, in our free time. Oh, and, and that free time is just always, if you're like us doing a lot of things, you try to fit as much in there as you can, yeah. because that's, the enjoyment in life and then that's where you you have to start making decisions about time and money because you could do a lot of things that really don't pay you well or may or may not pay you until the future and you don't know about that but mm-hmm. so you still have that root the root in the the money so you've always got to have that because you've got to be you've got to have a place to live you've got to feed your face and most of us have to at least pay for transportation one way or another you know and then you've got your health and you've got clothing and all the other things so you've got a base amount of money you need to make and when you base your every, all your time around that i guess that's where your freedom for your time comes in is whether you need a, make a lot of money there because your base is very high or you can whittle down that base you get some people um i can't remember the guy who uh what's his is an old trainer um oh steve maxwell steve maxwell yeah has one suitcase and travels, travels around, yeah. and that's it. He doesn't even have an apartment. Doesn't have apartment, just stays in hotels, travels. You know, now that's yeah really small, you know, if you can live like that. But most of us, I think, don't want that. I do. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I like to have a home base. I don't, I don't need it. I feel comfortable <laughs> with a home base at, at some point. It doesn't have to be anything big, but it needs yeah. to be... Some place where I call my home, my important records are kept there. You know, I go back there. This is home. I, I do need that. I can't get away from that. Yeah. When I see people like, I'm going to mo- sell everything I have, get a mobile home, travel around the country. Yep, that'd be fun, but I still need a home base yeah. at some point. You know, you're traveling in a relationship with a woman or something, and then something goes bad. What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? You got to, you know. I'm going home. I want my house. You know, uh, somebody in your family gets sick. I need a home. I got to go back. I got to go here. There's just, you know, I got to take care of this thing. Yeah, I'm sh- yeah, that's true. I guess as you, but I mean, for like someone like like that guy, Steve Maxwell, let's say he has like an emergency like that type of thing, and you have to go back home. He just does the same thing he does and just goes to a hotel close to home. Yeah, yeah, and I guess. But that could be expensive, too, I think. Does he travel in a... He must afford it. Does he have a mobile home, or does he just live in hotels? I think it's just hotels and stuff, or like, you know, Airbnbs or something. So he's... 
Well, he's got online training courses or something. I think he that's has, how yeah, he does he, it. Yeah. That's and how he, he affords it. And goes into seminars and yeah. like to the places he's traveling. He's also working at the same time. So he's built up that root base where he can afford it without having to go to a physical place every day. Yeah. So his, yeah. his, the way he makes money is traveling and that online community. So the online thing makes it great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That would be fun. Yeah. But going back to, you know, talking about like your per hour cost kind of thing, like comparing it to your time. That's like the job I'm at now. When I first started there, I was a full-time employee. Like, you know, so I had to go 40 hours a week. But a lot of the time I didn't have anything to do. I was just there just nothing. Just there to get Making the, minimum the- wage. And when I'm training people and selling things, then I get, you know, that's when my, basically my pay per hour goes up. Yeah. So that's, I kind of had to make the decision to, I was, you know, it was really miserable being there when there's nothing to do. Yeah. Just boring. Sure. And ever since I cut that back and switched to just going in when I'm supposed to, like when I have to be there for my clients and like some extra hours in between, my pay really hasn't decreased much, like total. But I mean, but now, so now my hourly rate. You freed up giant gone, times of yeah. f- time for yourself. Yeah. So I've, you know, it's like I've gone from like 40 hours a week to 30. Well, that was smart of you. the same amount because I've taken on more clients and stuff. So it kind of like freed me up to do that. And so my pay per hour has basically gone up. Yeah. And I'm still basically making the same total. But now you've freed yourself up and to I do have more time. other things, yeah. like work on your yeah. online training yeah. program and, and develop some other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's great. That's and, and luckily, they let you do that. Yeah. A lot of places won't. No, you need to be here. Yeah, I mean, for tra- I mean, it's like tra- most of the trainers do that, what I'm doing. I was just in a different circumstance. And when you started, yeah, you need to feel it out. And, yeah. You know, then you have that guaranteed money, too. So Yeah, yeah, which sometimes, you know, especially with me, I mean, if I have five clients go on vacation <laughs> you're not making not any money good you <laughs> yeah. know a week or like even this you know yeah this past week i had a couple people go on vacation and i'm going and on you're vacation. going on vacation so yes. those types of things <clears throat> yeah it's just it's a juggle it's just yeah. it, everyone juggles it everyone doesn't matter what you do you know if you're a garbage man or you're a ceo yeah. everyone has to juggle that same same problem it doesn't matter if you've you know the only difference is if you're so wealthy that you don't need to do it and you can, if you're already financially set and you keep your bills, your, you know, your root money that you have to make to live low, then you can do great things yeah. because you don't have to worry about all that other stuff. You could just go after. And that, I think, you know, I hate to keep talking about Rogan, but it comes up with that. And, and he has a discussion about that a lot about how, you know, what was, what was the, um, the base, he's talking about a minimum wage. There's a thing going around, a uh, base. Oh, like a, everybody gets this amount of money. Yeah, everyone in the whole country gets a base like, amount yeah. of money to live off, 17000 yeah. Something small that you could, you could eat and, and you yeah. know, maybe barely live. But that would free up so much time to be people to be creative mm-hmm. and inventive and go after things that they could be good, good at, which mm-hmm. most usually they wouldn't do because their time is constricted to that 40 hour a week, yeah. 40 or 50 hour a week that they have to go to. So that takes away all their energy and their motivation. But if you freed that up, what would people be able to do and what would happen to your society? Yeah. Would it, 
in theory, it, I mean, it could be great. Yeah. Could you be. know, if you could nurture that, that thing to grow, mm-hmm. that could be amazing. I mean, you could get, cause I know a lot of talented people that it just wasted because they just got in there. Yeah. They got a family and they started working at Ford's or GM and, and they make good money and they've, Live now. They're living a certain lifestyle. They got a giant mortgage, new cars, kids going to school. They've got all these bills, and they can't leave to do anything else. And they're stuck, and they never nurture that that talent or dream that they have because of it. Yeah, that's true. But it's you'd probably you would get a lot of people also that just yeah. waste the money. So it's like, is it worth it? I don't know. That's give it to the people that are. I don't know. Don't I hope. Use it right. I hope some crazy country does it and <laughs> it works and then think, we can follow but something basic basic national income or something oh, like that yeah. it's called something like that yeah. something to that effect i can't remember now but uh it is i wonder if it would yeah if you could nurture work. that nurture that with people to to society I mean, you're gonna have the negative people you know and, yeah who are going to fight for it. sure? Some people, work. Oh yeah. Work. And, well, and for sure, some people won't use it, right? Absolutely. I mean, just look at yeah. just look at the abuse of the welfare system yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're going to get those people, but a lot of times those people, it, it's not going to change. They're going to be the same yeah, people because yeah. they're not going to do anything mm-hmm. with their lives anyway. Because they're just out for whatever, you know. I th- I feel like there's that would be so hard to do though, and that would make like other things, other prices of goods and stuff would just go up to like almost offset it because companies are greedy and they know that people would have the money. Well, yeah, yeah, our structure with corporations is just terrible. Corporations are they're just horrible. They really are. I mean, if you were to take that away and move back to just a simple um, self proprietors, sole proprietor system, and got rid of the corporations that only run off the bottom line because there's a million investors in there yeah. and they're only worrying about the sh- share price. You know, when you worry about the share price, the human element gets taken away. But I think if we were to go back to that national basic income, you would have to, you'd have to nurture that. Starting in the school system. Yeah. You'd have to totally revamp how the school system is, and you would add a lot more um, free thinking classes in there to get the kids thinking about creativity and, and artistic and uh, self development and learning to build businesses and sort of those sort of things that they don't do in school. Like in school now, everything's geared toward, you know, learning a skill so that you can go work for someone else. Yeah. And- I mean, we, yeah, we'd still have to have those people, though. I mean, I don't yeah. think you could get away without it. Um, so I don't know how we would work that out because you still have to have the people who would do the the, the different jobs within a company. So, you know, unless, maybe maybe we worked more toward um, employee owned companies, you know, where everyone's an owner in the company. Yeah, you know, then everyone has a you know, they're uh, bound to that and have a direct connection. Yeah, but I don't know, you still got to have, you know, the garbage collectors and... Oh, yeah. And things like that. So maybe you 
have a lot of different part-time jobs people could take up if they needed a little extra money. And, you know, because not everybody's going to be successful right away. Even if you had the basic income, while you're working toward that, you need to make more money. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you could still do something else. I just want to, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to think about. Yeah, there's a lot that would go into it. I feel like if that was something, like, that happened now... Like for someone like me, I would just have to uh, just have to like put it to loans, like student loans or something. Yeah, which I mean, I guess would be right. Me, but still, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would. I, I would think it would take, take generations to set that. In. To yeah, for it to really take hold, and because you'd have so many people fighting it, and so many people are used to the way things yeah. are. People don't like change. Yeah, you know, it's very hard to change. We have a lot of people too. Like, the and, country is really big. Yeah, and the banking system's not set up that way. You know, we're living on credit cards and mortgages. And so, you know, that would have to be totally set up different because you have to figure figure it out differently. Who knows? Just thinking that way. Yeah. But, you know, you go back to the time, the time versus money. Yeah, I, kinda, I, mean, I think I had that saved, like the thing I was talking about. I'm going to look real quick. Pull it up. Let's save somewhere in here. Man, you're costing a lot of time and money right now. <laughs> keep talking. I could be in the gym, or I could be riding my bike, or I could be playing in the band. No, i got to watch, wait for you to pull something up on the internet. <laughs> I think it's worth it. Okay. Maybe not. I'll hold my breath. <laughs> I'll hold my breath for it. I know I have it in there somewhere. Yeah, there's there's so many different aspects that we're not even thinking of, too. You know, people are probably thinking, no, you dummy. There's this, this, and this. Well, yeah, that's true. It's such a broad spectrum of analysis you'd have to do on it before you could even take action going toward that. Now we got it in here. <laughs> it's because you're trying to find it and you can. Ah, shoot. I don't know. I have to find it another time. Yeah. But what else about it? What else were we talking about it? I, w- yeah. I wonder how that... Well, what, do you, what is the... Your, your perspective on age groups now. I mean, the millennials. Are you considered a millennial? Yeah. Okay. So how do the millennials like, look at it compared to, you know, the baby boomers? Like, I'm the very end of the baby baby boomer, boomers. I was born in 65. Uh-huh. So I'm considered still part of that baby boom, but barely, yeah. barely on there, you know? And, it uh, seems like... I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I know enough baby boomers... Like person, like very well, to say if just so I would only be getting outside perspective, like what I hear on mm-hmm. whatever you know, yeah, media. But it does, it does seem like more like the millennials are more of appreciate the time, maybe earlier, or not. I don't know if appreciates or or value time a little differently. Is where baby boomers seem to be very. It seems like it was very money driven. Yeah, and like this is what you're doing, like. Yeah. You're going to make money because that's going to be the best for your life. Whereas it seems like a lot of people like my age are more like looking into like doing, doing things online and like seeing like, wow, I could have like my own time. Yeah. And you're seeing where it's possible. Yeah. 
And I think, and it's probably even more because there's actually research done now, you know, on like how much money, money and happiness levels and what it is. It's like they say like 70,000 or something like that. Once you get 70,000, your happiness doesn't increase with the, as the money increases. Right. It stays the same. But you're able to get to that level of happiness with 70,000 yeah, because you that, don't have those. Yeah, and I see that in, in my life. In my life, yeah, 70,000 is probably a, about the right number because yeah. then, you know, you can have a decent house and decent cars and, you know, go on a decent vacation and nothing extravagant, but you make yeah. your bills and you pay them without any That's real worry. As long as you're being cognizant of Yeah, yeah as long as you're not stupid, stupid yeah. you know, right. Yeah, I see that. Well, so I think it's a lot of that uh, with the baby boomers goes back to their parents. Because mm-hmm. the parents of the baby boomers, a lot of them grew up in um, the Depression. Yeah. That's it. Where everything was, no no one had a job. Everyone was super poor. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a really tough time in America. And even before that, we were, you know, if you go back before the 20s, you're talking we were a farming Farming communities mostly. Yeah. There really wasn't manufacturing the way it is now. There wasn't corporations the way it is now. So you've still kind of got that connection with the baby boomers, you know, to their parents and their grandparents where they could actually see and relate and learn yeah. from there. And those, those things were, you know, drilled into your head as a kid and as you grow up. And that's what you do. You, you, you work hard. You get a job. You hold that job. And that's why everyone used to stay in jobs. They'd get one job and they're there their whole life. Yeah. That's what they did. Or they went into an apprenticeship type program and that's what they learned and that's what they did. And now, you know, you'll, what is that? People change jobs average of every six or seven years or something I'm like sure, that? Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure. At least. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the way it works now. Like I was, ta- you know, I, I talked a lot of my clients are like in the aerospace, you know, business uh, with the contracts, <laughs> like with the government contracts with those companies and stuff. And that's literally like, that's just what they do. Like, Employees just hop back and forth between all the aerospace companies yeah. because that's just the way it works or else they will never move up. Right, exactly. Because you'll get stuck up. at one place yeah. and then you go to the next one when there's an opening and they, yep. the other company's desperate for somebody. They don't have yeah. that fill and you, or they just. That's probably how I'm assuming. That's sure that's how a lot of. I think a lot of companies. Works, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All, a lot of industries work like that. Mm-hmm. So that's why you don't stay around very, very long. Yeah. And. But, but I think with your generation, we're starting to lose that, you know, starting to lose that, Hey, you've got to get this job and stay in there and you have to do this and you have to do things this way. Yeah. Now with your generation, it's a little bit, a little bit freer. And the next generation from you guys will be even more so, I think, you know, depending on how the economy stays yeah. and, and how everything is yeah. based. But I can see it with the internet. The internet, it just did it. I Open mean, it up, yeah. Yeah, with the information, the free information that streams around the world, it brings it, and the world is tiny now. I think the big things we're going to see are the way we look at other countries now. You know, I think we've always looked at, when I grew up, and I think the generations before me, they looked at other countries as this whole different thing. They're, they're something else. They're not us. They're different. They're they're totally something else. That's Team A. We're Team B. The other country's Team C. We're not the same. But now I think we start to see it as as one whole humanity a little more. I think we see that a lot more, even though there are still some very large differences in our social beliefs and the way we live. Um, the internet is breaking down those barriers fast. 
And yeah. it's only going to take a generation or two, I think. And I think things are going to be really different. Yeah, it's weird how, I mean, like, I think you and I are honestly, like, that's a great, like, it's awesome to be able to see other cultures and things like that. Yeah. And, and it's weird how some people don't like, like, they are afraid of it type of thing. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird. Why would you be ever opposed to, like, learning about someone else's? Well, I think a lot of them are afraid that we'll start um, developing their cultures. You yeah. start, in, you know, that, embracing yeah. those cultures and those well, it's things. Especially weird here because that's that's, mean, that's what America is. Exactly. I mean, we are a melting pot of different cultures. Well, I think it comes down to religion a lot too. That's a big, yeah. Religion and uh, the makeup of government. Yeah. How that is. People like the way ours is, even though it's not perfect. They're used to it. They feel mm. comfortable, and that it aligns with their values, or that's how they were brought in to align with those values. You know. Yeah, but it's, if you look, I mean, they sh- people should look at it. It's like we would not, we would just take the best from. That's what you want to do is learn from everybody. Absolutely, so you can take their best parts and just bring yeah. it up. But it is really weird that people that they're like defensive about it. But like, yeah, well, I, and I think you need to be wary for yeah. sure because there yeah. are still some some factions out there that want to do harm to people, and they don't see it as a global community yet either. But those, those places are changing as well. You can't look at a place like say a Saudi Arabia, you can't look at them and define them the way they are now because they're still run by the old system, Mm -hmm. just like we are, just like everyone else, but everything is changing. Mm -hmm. And as these younger generations come up, they're going to see this. They're going to see that we're all one. They're going to see no, this guy across the other side of the world in Australia, he might as well be next door because I can just call him up and talk to him anytime I want to. Yeah. I can ship things to him. I can, I can communicate with him. I can be his business partner. We can do anything together other than shake hands at that moment. You know, so they're starting to see that more and more. And the more the communication goes back and forth and we break down the, um, the language barriers. Which is happening too, yeah. very quickly. Um, people are going to see that we're very the same. You know, we care about our families. We look to be happy. You know, and we have the same the same ideals. You know, we we don't we want we don't know what's going to happen after we die. You know, the things like that we want to see, and you just want overall happiness for your family, your community. And as people see that and relate to that, oh, these people are like me. They're not different. I mean, they are different a little bit, but um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how long that will take, but it's happening very, very quickly. Yeah, it's hard for me. It's, I don't even have. I don't have the same perspective as you because that's kind of what I've grown up in now. Yeah, I haven't. I was pretty young before. Well, when I grew yeah, up, started. when I grew up, there was there was a really <coughs> strong uh, hatred and fear of Russia or the, yeah. the Soviet Union. I mean, at the time, there still is kind of. There is a little bit, and I think it's just carrying on from you know past generations. Yeah, you know, because sure, there is a threat. There's a nuclear threat. There's a definitely a threat from other countries that but we have that same threat to other you know countries look at us that same way 
So there, there's always that. As long as we're going to have those borders and we're going to have, um, worry about protecting our people instead of the people, we're going to have an issue. You know, like I said, I think I've said in another podcast, I think one of the, the greatest things that could ever happen to our world as a people, as a race, is if we did find life on another planet. Why? Because I think then it would be, now it's us. Oh, but then it's still us versus them. It is us versus them. Then we'd have another issue with with aliens or something. But it would be, oh, we are are this thing. They are that thing now. You know, we would come together planet-wise, I think. I think that would, I personally think that would do it to bring us together. That would help unbelievably but um without that there i think you have to find something else in common that we could all bond together with that's going to bring it together um something that's irrefutable you know that can pull us together you've got some things like global warming or the the risk of an asteroid strike somewhere on the planet, you know, big global catastrophes. Yeah. Big global catastrophes that bring people together. You know, when now you're looking at all the human race instead of, Mm -hmm. Oh, my Americans or, or my Germans or, Oh, my Japanese people, you know, um, and their cultures, then you'd start coming together as, Oh, we're human beings on this planet and we need to pull together. We're all going to die. Yeah. So I think that's what it takes, and I don't know if we'll ever see yeah, that. Unfortunately, that is what it takes. <laughs> but the easier. but the internet is is slowly chipping away yeah. at that. You know, these things would happen probably almost instantaneously. Yeah. We found life on another planet; that would probably almost happen instantaneously. We would say, "Oh my God, we've got to come together because now we're afraid of these people." Right, right, wait, we'd be afraid, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. So we'd have to come together with a global yeah. initiative type thing. Yeah, there'd probably be some crazy stuff. People oh, there would be some crazy stuff, sure. There's always crazy people. <laughs> There's always crazy people. <laughs> yeah, You'd be getting some people, oh, take me, take me, I oh, want to be yeah. an alien. Oh, dressing true. up like an alien, getting, getting uh, you know. They'd be claiming to be from there. Physical reconstruction. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I knew it. I knew my parents were aliens or my grandfather was an alien. I knew it. Yeah, so you'd always get those weirdos. <laughs> How do we even get to that? I don't know. We started talking about the difference between millennials and oh, yeah, baby boomers, yeah. you know, how we look at time and structure of time and money. Do you think, like, since, I mean, you are a baby boomer, you know way more baby boomers than me. Does it seem like, I mean, what is their perspective on it? What is your take on it? Um,. You're always taught just you got to get a job. You got to get a job and get in there, get, get a job with benefits so you can retire. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I was think it. That's still even for millennials. I know a lot of them that still. But like you were that. never, at least where I came from, you were never nurtured to do your own thing. There was never encouragement, not in the school system, not really anywhere. But that could have been just the circles that I traveled to. Yeah. I feel like even I feel like for me, there was a couple like a couple of the younger teachers, I guess, that were probably they're actually millennials too, were the really like the only ones that would really be like encouraging of that type of thing. Yeah. Whereas other ones, 
not necessarily they would discourage it, but they would just wouldn't understand. I feel like, yeah, like why would you do that when you could just get a good job? Yeah, be comfortable. Exactly, and that's what they look. But then you know they don't they don't look at it as now you're relying on somebody. You know, yeah. I've I've had good jobs I really enjoyed, and then the company went down. Yeah, you know, and then I'm thrown to the wolves again. I get to start all over trying to find something else. Um, so when you try to rely on that, now, now you're putting all of your hopes and dreams on someone else's abilities and someone else's dreams that they have. Mm-hmm. So if they if they don't keep it going, if they don't have that, then you're blowing in the wind. Yeah. But it, whereas if you do something yourself, it's all on you. Succeed or fail. And that's a lot of pressure. A lot of people don't want that pressure. That's true. Yeah, that's a- yeah, it's kind of, I guess I, I don't even, I mean, I always, I like the pressure type of stuff and relying on myself, like failing doesn't, I mean, it's scary and stuff, but I'd rather fail on my own than yeah fail because of someone else type of thing or something. And people like the time versus money thing. I think a part of it too, it's like time is, uh, because time is not really like so measurable, like it is, but not like money, you know, money is like, oh, I have $60,000 to spend. Nobody thinks I have 60,000 minutes yeah. to use it as a currency yeah. type of thing. And that comfort of that is probably a lot of people too. Like just having the comfort of knowing there's something for them with the money. I agree. That's kind true. Of, and it's weird that people like are gravitate. I guess it's not weird that you gravitate towards comfort because it's comfortable, but it's also boring. Yeah, like, but it's easy. And that's why so many people aren't happy once they get money. Like, it doesn't change their happiness. You know, oh, like lottery lottery after. winners or something? Yeah. 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 It's kind of... Well, because there's you get satisfaction when you're doing your own thing and you have goals and you're, yeah. you're working well, toward exactly. You get great satisfaction. And you can do that in your job, too, in yeah. some jobs, not always. I mean, if you're a factory worker and you're working on an assembly line... I don't know where you'd pull your satisfaction out of, but I mean, not at work. Yeah, it'd be pretty <laughs> tough. Well, I'm the best riveter on the team, but you know that's <laughs> hey. But it, you know, when I grew up, I grew up in Detroit, and that's what it was: auto manufacturing. Everybody worked at yeah. the auto plants. Everybody's parents, everyone I knew in school, their parents were almost everyone worked for the auto factories. That's what they did. You know, that was everybody's job because. They employed a ton of people, and they paid really well and had really good benefits. And you could live in a middle-class lifestyle with one person working and raise a family and and live really easily. You know, it's like your $70,000 type thing. It was that. Yeah. That's what the auto factories offered. So that was a big goal for people. You get yeah, there, you made it. You yeah. don't have to worry about things anymore. You don't have to worry about where your next mm-hmm. meal is going to be, whether you can pay the rent this month. You know, so th- they offered a lot. So that was what was instilled into people. Get mm-hmm. that good job. You need to get the job. I was discouraged to go to college by my parents. Yeah. I was fought it they they actually i was i didn't go to college right after high school because they didn't want me to go they would not fill out the financial paperwork for me to go and i did and i was i had such frustration with my life at the time i didn't have the wherewithal within me to go and do it on my own which mm-hmm. i probably could have yeah 
now that Absolutely. I look back on it. But back then it just seemed like an impossible thing mm-hmm. that if this didn't happen, then I'm, I'm screwed. And my, my life went down a toilet hole for a couple of years there while I was just self-loathing and miserable and hanging around with the wrong people because I gave up on life and didn't really care because I worked so hard. I mean, you know, I was young. I mean, I was a kid. I worked really, oh, yeah. really hard because I wanted to go to college. You know, and then when that was pulled out from under me, the rug, I didn't have anything else there. There was nothing else there. The only thing I could see was working in a shitty factory the rest of my life, living this crap life that I don't want to live. And so I kind of just gave up on everything. I said, screw it all. And I was anti-everything. And I was, you know, causing trouble and partying. That's all I did was party and cause trouble. So, and... uh when I finally started to get my shit together again, things changed. And, you know, then I realized, yeah, I can do this and this and this. And I seen other people do it. I'm like, well, there is a way. You know, I went back to, I got, I had a decent, okay job. I mean, I had started having a family and I went back to school at least for a minute. So I knew I could do it. I didn't mm-hmm. stay with it because my job changed and I didn't want to work that hard to try and make both work. And yeah. it was, a, you know, a big hassle. And, uh, but I knew I could do it. So it was there. And then, and that, that led to something else. You know, I, I, I started getting into some, some, doing some other things. So I needed more money. I wanted, I wasn't happy with what I was making. You know, I, I made a good living compared to the other people my age, but it still wasn't enough. You know, my family wasn't comfortable. So I took on other jobs on the side and then that came up something else. And I, then I could see doing that. I could see where I could do this on my own. You know, I could become a, an entrepreneur. I can learn to do things. So that, and then that kind of took hold. And then I, a couple businesses I tried and failed, but I, I, I then I learned from those things because I didn't have someone saying, Oh, do this, do this, do this, do this. I didn't have someone who was an entrepreneur who had gone through it, who knows mm-hmm. all the, you know, the obstacles and the, and the, the direction through the maze to get to where you want to be. It was all trial and error. So it took me decades to figure out how to do that. And uh, I'm still figuring it out, but. Um, you know, there, there isn't that thing for you. So people who, who come from where I'm at, it's, it's a struggle. You know, it was a real, you really had to have some determination or some motivation or a helping hand, someone to guide you to be able to do that. Whereas now there's so much information at the touch of a finger, you know, Google it, Google it. You can, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. And you guys are brought up to look at it. How do I do it? Well, I'll just YouTube it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If there was YouTube when I was yeah. young, oh, you know, so there's really no excuses. But I know that you guys grew up and it's normal. It, it feels natural. So you you don't have the the hindsight that we have going, yeah. oh, my God, if we had that, what, what could we have done, you know? Um, so it's different. But, uh, yeah, I think that's how my generation feels. Yeah. You know, that's how they've lived it, that you get that good job, you get that 70000 a year yeah. or whatever it is, and so you can live comfortably. And it really helped. It really helped our economy grow. I mean, look what we yeah. did from the yeah. 50s to, you know, the 2000s mm-hmm. before the Internet came. Um, we really, really, really grew. I mean, amazingly, especially in the 50s and 60s. I mean, just, wow. Um, 
but now it's a whole different type of growing what's going to happen and we're losing the middle class now yeah you start out in the auto factories now you you don't have that seventy thousand dollar amount to be comfortable it's just another it it's not quite good enough and you might be just barely at the bottom of middle class but you definitely aren't comfortable yeah, no. So that's that's changed the dynamic a lot. And you're talking about, you know, a few million people. Millions of people with their families and everything who are affected by that. You know, those those jobs aren't there for the high school graduate to go into and just walk right into out of high school. No. Because I have guys that are, I know guys that are retired. You know, they're my age. They're retired. They're retired in their, you know, 40s, yeah, late 40s. Auto sure. Work their 30 years and get out. They're done. Uh-huh. They're already retired. Okay. Great. Good for you. But in those 30 years, oh, man, yeah. fuck it, that. Yeah, that's true. I worked an assembly line. Let's see. The longest I worked in an assembly line was two days. <laughs> and I did it. I worked maybe two, maybe three jobs that I quit in the same day. I'm like, no, nope, not doing yeah. it. Nope. I mean, it just soul sucking, kill your brain. No way. Nope. Can't do it. That's me. Some people, they don't care. Yeah, that's great. Just go and do my job, then I go home and I do my thing. Well, I did the one factory that one summer. That was my second, after my second year (laughs) of college. And that was just, I can can always go back to that. that like month or whatever I was there and be like, okay, that can never happen. I'd rather just be homeless and live <laughs> on the street than do that again. Cause it's so boring. So what did you do? That was the one where I just, I just sat at a machine. I put, we made the hitch, like the receiver for hitches. So the square mm-hmm. that gets welded on. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Oh, you had put it into a machine that would like press it down. So it had a lip on it. Uh huh. And you take it out of the machine, put it in another thing and punch holes in it. For the pin, and then just go on to the next one. But as much as you hated that job, how important oh, yeah. to your life was that job? Oh, very, very important. Definitely. Well, that's even like this. This is even how this came because that's when I started listening to podcasts. Oh, when you were working yeah. that job? Really? That's when I, because I would put in headphones and listen to podcasts for. 12 hours a day. So that made you think differently just by doing that even. Yeah. I mean, I think I thought about it, but yeah, that's when I started listening to them. Wow. Got cool. me into it and I never stopped from there. But So yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't a bad thing, but. But it was enough to let you know that's not oh, what you yeah. want to do the rest of your life. Yep. That... Or even for another day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I stuck with it for freaking. Yeah. Two months probably, I think. Making $8 an hour. <laughs> 12 hours a day, 4 a.m. I forgot you worked, I forgot you worked for that guy because didn't Rylan work well, for Angela him for a minute or something? or something? Yeah, yeah, I think Rylan worked there for a second. Yeah, never when I was there, but he's probably there. Yeah, and roofing, I mean. Yeah. That's just not for me. No. <laughs> that is so terrible. <laughs> I mean, I think it did good for me, like work ethic and everything. Yeah. But. That's just, that is tough work. It's tough, hard work. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. use my mind a little bit. And exactly. <laughs> work exactly. smarter, not harder. Absolutely. 
So that's that's your. So where is where's your time value at? Where's your where's your dollar amount? What what do you need? Not dollar amount, but what do you need? What do you need? Basically, what do you have to have for you? What do you mean? Like you know, what are the things that you have to have? Do you and, mean and like how things much, that are money or? Yeah, money wise, what do you have to have? I mean, and I don't want a dollar amount, but I mean, I mean, I guess if you look at your twenty-four hour day that you have, mm-hmm. how much are you willing to sacrifice for money? So let's say you've got to have eight hours of sleep to keep yeah. your health. Yeah, which I would prefer. <laughs> right. Right, because no one can go much. Very few people can go yeah. a very long time without getting you know the average of seven or eight hours. So that leaves us with sixteen. And then you've got to get ready for work, and travel to work. Mm-hmm. You've got to have time to fix your meals, if that's what you're going to do, or you're going to eat out and spend money that way. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't. For you personally, I I, I think I don't know. For me, I think. A day is too short. Like looking at one day, maybe because I'd rather like I feel like I would be I'm the type of person I'd rather just work in bulk if I could you know spend three days. I'd rather work three fifteen hour days than I would eight hour days all every day. Okay, so that you, you free know? up blocks so of blocks of time. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like I get more. It's like you get into a rhythm. You know? Yeah. Even with work too. I mean, if you're working. On something, I mean, unless it's a boring, you know, mundane job, but if you're working on something, you need to be at, at it for a couple hours to really get into a rhythm and right. go. So I'd rather do it like that. But it's like, no, I don't know what a what I would need. You need a place to sleep. Yeah, you need somewhere to sleep. Protection from food. the elements, whatever it happens to be. Yeah, food. whether it's a house or a tent, you need. Your protection from the elements and food and sleep. What else do you... You have a car, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I like having a car, so I want that. Yeah. Have you ever done the math to figure out what it would cost you to, say, Uber everywhere instead of making a car payment? I mean, where I'm at, it's just not feasible. That would be really expensive. Yeah. If I was in a different city, I mean... I mean, when I was in Miami, my last summer there, I didn't have, I didn't have a car. Yeah. So I Ubered or rode my bike. Mm-hmm. I rode my bike a lot, mm-hmm. which I would love to do that if I was close, close enough. So there's another another aspect you have to think about. So yeah. if, if you're if you're looking at how much time you want to have compared to how much time you you you're willing to put into to have your basic needs met, you have to think about okay, well, if I live in a city, a, a big city. There's going to be these certain things I can do. And oh, if yeah. I live in a rural area, I take that, you know, like whenever I, th- you know, because I always think about places I want to live. That is a big thing for me. Like I want to be able to like not have to drive to work, like either be able to take public transportation or ride my bike, preferably, or walk or whatever. Sure. So I think that's actually a pretty big deal to me, too, because that's I think that and that's just the time for me. Yeah. Thinking about that time, the time wealth. If yeah. I can, rather than having to drive in my car for 20 miles, even though I could like sit and listen to the podcast, it's not, a, not the same as riding my bike or <clears> sitting <throat> on 
And if you don't have a car, you've just eliminated that time uh, that you'd have to put to the revenue to make, yeah. to pay for the insurance and the car mm-hmm. payments and the gas, yeah. you know, and the upkeep. So mm-hmm. that's just, it could possibly have freed more time for you. If you can, if you can justify the time to work on a bicycle is similar to the time it would take, you know, using a car. Yeah. But that, and that's another give and take because depending on who you are, myself, I don't want to live in a big city. Yeah. I, I like it from time to time, but I like where I live in the rural area too. So I lived most of my life in the city. And uh, now I'm, what have I spent now here? I've been here 17 years in the country. And I still really, really like the country and the, and yeah. the privacy and the freedom I get here. But I do miss a lot of the aspects of the city, of having everything you ever need pretty much right there. You know, mm-hmm. that is nice. But I really did not like having neighbors right next door to me. I didn't like it. I didn't like hearing the neighbors fight. I didn't like hearing the lawnmower at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday yeah. morning after I stayed up late. You know, it's... So there's always give and takes, you know. So I guess you can't just look at time and money. You also have to look at comfort and the type of of place you're going to be at. You know, I don't know what else would be in that equation, but for sure where you live is a big, big thing. So how much of that is, you've got to put that in that equation too, you know. What kind of life do you want to have? Do you need a big house? Can you just get by with something small? Some people really, really want that big house with the different spaces and, you know, they and they utilize it. Mm-hmm. But they give, what do you give and take for that, I guess? Yeah. I don't think anybody needs a big house. I don't know. It depends on what you do. I mean, yeah. if you're doing something where you need that space. Oh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, a certain amount of space. People are going to say, I don't need a big garage, but look at this. You fill it up with crap. It's full. <laughs> but I use basically everything here except that VW bug that can go away. I don't care. But everything else <laughs> in this place, I use regularly, and I enjoy How many times it. you taken this ice shanty out ice fishing? I had it out um, two times now. <laughs> and how long have you had it? And But that's only because we haven't had ice. <laughs> well, that's still. only because we haven't had ice. You don't use it regularly. But I use all this woodworking equipment, almost all of it I use regularly, the tools, um, all the stuff here I use. And I enjoy using And Yeah, and if you enjoy it. And if I didn't have this space, I wouldn't have most of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So So for you it is something. It's, you know, something that I enjoy and things that I want to have. Yeah. Do I I, have to have them to live? No. Yeah. But I prefer to trade having that over the smaller space and maybe a little bit more money yeah well i yeah for me i mean i've lived in small spaces for the last eight years now yeah so you're you're used to it even when you lived here it was a teeny tiny room so yeah but i mean that's i had more room to store things and stuff yeah but now i mean you're even storing things here yeah drums up there for me, yeah, but that's I don't guitar care. right there. Yeah. But I don't care. I would just get rid of it if I didn't. Yeah, that's that's was something that I like that I'm able to do. I can just get rid of stuff. Yeah, when I left Miami, I threw away half of my, or not, or just gave it away. You know, yeah. half of my stuff. Right. At least if it didn't fit in my car, it was not coming with me. 
which I like being able to do that too. Which like for you, you could yeah. But how much value did you have in that stuff? What was the dollar value on that stuff you gave away? Not that, I mean, not that much because it was a tiny apartment. Right. So but when like, you've got a bigger place, and I mean, yeah. you look at the thousands of dollars you have invested mm-hmm. over decades of living. Yeah. To just be able to get rid of all that stuff and move now, that's a little bit tougher. Oh, it's, it's a little it's bit tougher. tougher, but that's why I like being able to do that. I'd rather just be yeah. able to pick up and leave. I like I like the idea. I like the idea. I mean, I do. I, I mean, it's definitely like there's been times that I thought about when I was living here that, you know, it's like, oh, you have all this stuff right out here. Like if you need to do something for your car. Yeah. Like for me, when I was in Miami, I could never really like change my oil on my own. Yeah. You had to Actually, take I did it, it once, but I went to a parking lot or something, but it's But hard. you still had to have the tools to do it. I had them, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot easier here, you know, or mm-hmm. take the compressor and fill it up with air and your right. tires. Simple things like that are, yeah. are pretty big, but. But see, those things buy me time. Yeah, that's true, too. Because if I didn't have those things, yeah. I would either have to go somewhere and have it done or pay someone mm-hmm. to come do it, and then I'd have to go use my time to go work to pay for that. So there's still an offset. Yeah, that's but true. now the more I have, the more I'm anchored here. Where yeah. you don't, you have the free, you have that freedom to roam more mm-hmm. yeah so just i mean it's all what you value mm-hmm. what you like to use your time for and... again time and money so what's i'm trying to think of what i wish i would have thought of like a number before we do this like what my uh number what i figure what out, you like, need balance. yeah I've done it before. I just can't think of it right now. I try to estimate on the high side when I, whenever I've done it. Well, you're in a unique position right now because you're where you live. Yeah. And your financial responsibilities are very low. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's your biggest payment? Your car payment? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and student yeah, loans. but I also have a lot of loans. Yeah, that yeah I student loans. Right, right. So <laughs> as soon as you make start making more money, that's going to... Right away, cut oh, into yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know what your, your bottom line is. But usually, I'm going to say usually to be, even for a single person like you, yeah, man, see, in California, I don't know the prices that much. But I know here, if I were living here by myself, to get by, I would need at least... Get by the way I want, you know, having my motorcycle, having my car, um, having the house, doing what I do, just basic, without even any vacations or anything, I would need at least 50000 a year. Yeah. That's with doing nothing. That's just me. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If yeah. I had, especially like after talking to some of my friends about their rent that they pay and stuff, that just blows my mind how cheap it is here. Yeah. And the rest are like, man, I could be, I would be, even what I'm making now, I would be like, besides if I, if you take out my student loans, because yeah, I'm, you know, right. Then it's like, I'd be really comfortable. Yeah. I'd be. Well, yeah, here, 50,000 is $25, $25 an hour. Yeah. But here, a $25 an hour job is very, very, very rare. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's. It's that m- amount of money is well over the median income mm-hmm. of this area. So I think that's 
that's why it's easy here for that oh, amount yeah. of money. Yeah. Where someplace else it might be a hundred thousand. Well, that's why I couldn't move back here because I wouldn't have the job that I have now to make that same amount of money. Right. Either. Sure. I'd have to drive two hours away or something. Yeah. And not make as much. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly. Believe me, I've thought more and more about selling this place and moving somewhere. Yeah. I think in California, I would have to add, like, that's even like we t- like the other job that I was offered. 50 wasn't enough. Right. Not where I you're going. It down because it wasn't enough to live. Yeah, it wouldn't be. The cost right. of living. So, I mean, it would have to have been, I don't it wouldn't have been comfortable. I think 60 there wouldn't even be comfortable, but it would be like, you, you could, could get, get by, by and it wouldn't be yeah. terrible. Yeah. But it wouldn't be like the level of comfort you really want. I have to imagine places like that go through a lot of people because people will take a position and then realize, oh, it's not enough money, and then they have to move on and they have to fill that position again. Yeah. Well, that's LA's a weird. LA's weird. I mean, the way you have to live, people like live in eight people in an apartment, and <sighs> because it's so expensive. Yeah. So that's like a weird. Just because spot. it's LA. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of people don't stay in LA too. Yeah. A lot of people you know? go there because they want to be famous. Yeah, because so it's so just a it's hub of activity. Yeah, and it's worth it to them to like. Same kind of people move to Vegas, you know, where it's it's a lot of action. Things are going yeah. on all the time. The big cities, New York. But even New York's even different, though. I think than LA. LA is just all about the fame part. Yeah, I would. I think New York would be cool to live in. It's expensive, except there's winter. Yeah, I know. I want away from winter. Yeah. If I if I move again, I'm getting the hell out of winter. I don't. <laughs> As much as you, you complain can about it, I don't it. know how you are still <laughs> doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, you got so many ties. I have less ties yeah, now. Like we said, I have too. less ties now. You know, I don't have those same ties. Yeah, yeah. So it's getting closer and closer. It'll probably happen. And actually, the market's kind of right right now. To get enough out of this house that I could do it. But then I got to go start over somewhere else. What am I going to do? Live out of a suitcase? I think live in your closet when you get a place. Yeah. Sit on my couch. Mm-hmm. Put a cot out for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke because David lived, slept on a cot for years as his bed. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. I think I still have that cot somewhere. I need to find it because I'm going to go camping. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, a good cot. What else about the time and money, though? I don't know. There's probably something big we're missing. Excuse me. I didn't get much sleep last night. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's what you value. I mean, I guess it's your personality, how you were brought up. Because, and again, who's depending on you? You're you're just yourself. There's no one depending on you. Mm-hmm. Once you add a family to that equation, now your your thinking is totally yeah. different. Totally different. You can't, unless you're just an asshole, you can't make decisions about just. Yeah. That but it's still you. the. It is different, but it's still like the time is still super. It may be even more valuable. It's more valuable. So then it still goes to this. It's like how you still yeah. have to find that bare minimum. Well, yeah, but. You're, you give up more of your time yeah. to make that money because... But is it worth it? So how much... Then it's still like the... 
well, that's where, you, you know, if you're, is your family worth it? Is your family yeah. having these things worth that extra time? Usually, yeah. Some people, yeah, I bet some people get stuck too. Because you do look at it like you do need a certain amount of money to provide for the family. But then some people keep on going. Yeah. Because they're money driven. Yeah. But it's, but, but they're still coming from a good place. They're like, oh, I better keep on making more money for my family. Yeah. I mean, if, well, I'm sure once they get to a Yeah. Because they put their value in money. Yeah. But they're not thinking about that time aspect of it. Ask them on their deathbed. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. What was, oh, what was your, um, oh, shoot. What was I just going to ask? Like, did you think about that when you were, like you like raising all of us and like trying to make money for us. Were you cognizant of the time thing at that back then? Because you were like what thirties, I guess would be um, majority twenties and thirties. No, my goals then were just to to make money. Everything was make money mm-hmm. because we had nothing. You know, we got yeah. married. Your mother and I got married when we were really young. You know, she was nineteen, I was twenty one. Yeah, and we had nothing. I mean, literally nothing. (laughs) So it was all about making money and acquiring things that we needed to be, you know, I guess there's a minimalist in things that you need too. You know, you need dishes to have in your house. You need, you know, you want to have a house, you know, you want to have a yard, you want to keep up your stuff. You got to have a lawnmower to mow your lawn. You you know, just things, tools around the house, kitchen, kitchen appliances, you know, whatever. So it was all about making money to obtain those basic things at first. It was to get that, get to that point. Was, were you ever thinking like, oh, I need this much? Or was you were just oh, yeah. buying more and more? Well, there was never thing. enough yeah. because I was always making... Not that much. Not very... Yeah, yeah you know, maybe yeah. I was making 30000 a year. Yeah. You know, that's and, and trying to raise a family on that, that's crazy. Daycare and everything else that goes nuts. So I always mm-hmm. were in two jobs. And I was always trying to get forward, but it was basically I was just working to keep even. Yeah. You know, so I'd work 60 hours a week just to keep our heads above water. What about like, because there was, I mean, when you were like in the carpenters union and stuff, that was a couple, maybe a year. That was the first, yeah, that was the first time that I felt comfortable. So then were you thinking about it at all? Did the time thing come in or were you still kind of? I think it was, but I was thinking more along the lines of an entrepreneurial Mm-hmm. aspect because I had been doing some things on my own and, and then acquiring skills a skill set and I was seeing where even though I was doing pretty good where I could do even better you know and enjoy life more yeah yeah so but it wasn't bad because it was a full, it, the the job I was working at the time was uh, I worked Monday through Thursday for, for like you said you'd rather bulk everything yeah. together and that was it mm-hmm. I worked four days and I had three day weekends you know, so, but I usually use that time to work more oh, and, yeah. and make more money because we still, we were still getting there, but now we were ahead. Yeah. And I was trying to get a little bit more ahead, you know, a little bit better things, you know, that's when. Was it worth it? I think at the time it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I do. I think at the time it was the right thing to do. And, uh, because, because we still had things and, you know, there were still bills and things that need to be done. And, and then I wanted to get out of the city, Yeah, you know, and that's how we. We were able to come here finally and everything that we did. And, uh, I mean, from my perspective, I never thought, I never felt like you were gone a lot or anything. So it must have been a pretty decent balance. I never really realized you worked that much. I type of thing, you know. Well, you know, I think I worked it's not more. Like you missed games and stuff like that because of that. I did miss a lot of stuff, though. 
when before I went to the before I was in the Carpenters Union, I missed a lot of stuff. Oh, well, I was I was a baby. So yeah, yeah, I missed a lot of stuff back then because it was a weird schedule. I was working yeah. Sundays and had Tuesdays and Thursdays mm-hmm. off or something. It was horrible. Um, but yeah, after that, that's when I realized. Um, yeah, I knew, time was valuable. Time mm-hmm. became more after valuable. what? After I made enough. Oh, after like the union. You after had more I time got and money. After I got to that yeah. comfortable spot, I'm like, okay, now my time is valuable because yeah. now I can decide to be able to do things. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a little bit of time. But then when I started my own business, that went out the door too, because yeah. <laughs> then I just work all the time. But no, that gave me freedom too. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was able to, like you said, I never miss games or anything. When I was yeah. in my own business, I just change my schedule yeah. David's got a game I'm going to that I don't care so yeah. I had that time freedom that was huge and you could take me to work or I mean I sure for you and stuff like yeah that. yeah it was it was the freedom was much much appreciated in that lifestyle mm-hmm. because there was a, a lot of time I could I could move things around and make time when I needed it yeah. whereas if I was working for someone else I had to be there at this time and I had to leave at this time yeah everything in between Everything else is screwed. I can't do any of it. Mm-hmm. I'm at the job. Whereas if when I'm my own boss, I've got to go do this. Okay, so I go do that. Yeah, you know. So that was that was a big big step. So that was probably when I really started realizing time. But I, I can't remember who. <clears throat> I'm going to say even more so when I went was going through a divorce, getting ready to go through the divorce. You really take a look at your life, you know, because you're forced to basically, you know, it's it, before that's every day, get up, go to work, do your thing. And every day is just like the, yeah. the day before and the week after week after week, everything's mm-hmm. the same. Um, but then with something like that, you're, you're forced to really look at your life. And, uh, so reading a lot of different things going through, it's a big change for me. And it was really, really helpful for my peace of mind and my, and I don't know what to, what to call it, but I really went through a metamorphosis on how I thought about things, I think, and realized what I valued and what I didn't value. And, and I can't remember who, where I read it from, but it sticks with me and I think about it a lot. There's, there's two things. One is, okay, when you want to make a decision on some, how important something is and you don't know which way to go, imagine you're on your deathbed and you're looking back on it. What are you going to, what decision would you make then? And then it's clear. Yeah. It's really clear. Or what you do if you're, you're not sure what, you, where you're going in your life, you're not sure about uh, either relationships or jobs or moving somewhere or doing something big in your life envision envision yourself at your funeral and your eulogy is being given what are they saying about you what do you want them to say about mm-hmm. you and live your life that way that's a game changer when yeah. you really think about it that way because when you think about that, at the end of your life, the only thing that money is going to give you is comfort knowing if you have a lot of money that you can give things to your children. But you'll really know that giving them things isn't making their life really easier or better. 
after a certain point, at least. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. You may have some things that you want to pass along. Mm-hmm. You know, this is very special to me. I want this to stay in the yeah. family type thing. Yeah. But when you look at your life from that perspective, and you can really just meditate and sit there and think about what is your, what do you want your eulogy to say about you? What do you want people to say about you when you're gone? Because that's what they think about you when you're alive. Mm-hmm. They just don't come out and say it. And, you know, people don't look at it that way. So that is a really easy way to say, okay, I'm going to live my life this way. So what did it, like, what was the... I think that's when I really looked at time. Yeah. When I really decided time is, you know, what I want is is the time. Because that time is what's precious. And what you put into that time is precious. Not going to work and making money so that you can have things. Once you get past that basic, I have pretty much everything I need, yeah. more than what I need right now. So I don't have to buy anything. Yeah. So now my, my, mine is time. I like, I enjoy to travel. I enjoy coming to see you guys in California. I enjoy doing, spending time with my friends. I enjoy going out and talking to people and enjoying my life and being social and, and having the interactions and, and getting in good physical shape so I can enjoy other things in my life. Uh, whereas before it was just, how can I make more money? How can I make more money? I got to make more money because, you know, it's, it's so hard. Life is hard for everybody. You know, I got to get more money. Mm-hmm. I can't rely on it. And I've never relied on anyone else. So I've always had that. So I know it's always been me. I'm the one who's got to do it. I've never had to rely on anybody else or the ability to rely on anybody else. So that, that dynamic really changed as I was getting divorced and really looking at my life, you know, and saying, okay, what the hell am I going to do? You know, I'm 40s, I'm 42 or 40, whatever the hell it was. And, uh, you know, and it, it, it was really good, really good for me. And I don't know that I could have looked at it, at life that way 10 years before that. Yeah. You know, because the experiences in my life hadn't gotten there and I was still struggling. You know, when you're 30, life is still, you know, you're getting there, but life is still difficult. You don't have it all figured out. A lot of times you're raising a family and that's really expensive and you got all the worries about job and schools and babysitters and taking care of the house and what are you going to do? What's your future going to be like? How, you know, am I, is my boss pissed at me? Am I doing my job good enough? Am I going to have a job tomorrow? You know, yeah. all those things. But uh, then when you get to the point where something drastic like that happens in your life, you really look at your life and you look, you look hard at it. But I think you, at your age too, when you're single and you're going there, you, you have time to look at things like that too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the, it's the in-between time mm-hmm. that you're just consumed with other things in life that you can't. Yeah. It's harder to look for those things to move forward with when you're, when you're consumed with everything else. So. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten an earlier, probably an earlier perspective than some people moving away. Yeah, I think that was really good for you. And Mm -hmm. I mean, just that took a lot of balls. Yeah, because coming back like this, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, this is important here. Yeah, but you also see other people who are stuck, don't you? Yeah. You can see them. You can see how how they're really not. They're not really, maybe they're not stuck, but maybe that's what they want. They're just mm-hmm. living that on that plane. You know, yeah. you're, you're trying to move on a gradual incline, mm-hmm. you know, or even a steep incline. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, you'll see those people who, okay, I've made it here. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I yeah, I haven't seen that really. 
I don't think. Not with my friends or anything. They're all Chinese. I, I see it with people. And, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, certain aspects, sure. I mean, I'm just, yeah, but from the time aspect, the further you. For me, but look at not just your close friends, look at the other people. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because yeah. I look back on my life, I'm like, wow, if I would have stayed in that position, I could yeah. very well be this person right here, mm-hmm. you know? And that's frightening. Yeah. That was frightening. Those big events, like you were, you know, you're talking about like going through divorce, and mm-hmm. that's when it. Yeah. It's, it's, it stinks that things have to work that way. That's how you have to see those big things. Right, right. So that's even how it was for me, even though it wasn't, you know, nothing nearly the same, but with my first breakup. Yeah. Like big breakup. Yeah. That's when everything changed for me. I think I really started looking at things differently too. Cause I was already, I think I was, because I hear it so much, heard it so much growing up from people, not necessarily from you guys, but like, you know, oh, get married, get a good job, have right. a family. And that's where I was like, you know, I was 19 and I was like, that's yeah, where that you were thinking. Good. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't I do that? And then that, then breaking up and it's like, oh. Now I can think clearly again. Yeah. <laughs> it took a while, but yeah. finding people, to, like listening to people talking about things like that, I'm like, oh man. Now I'm like, that's like the best thing that ever could have happened to that time. That was literally the perfect yeah. thing to happen in my life. Yeah. Cause it was w- to go through a struggle like that. Like, yeah. And I'm, and, and just recently, I'm trying, I'm starting to be thankful for struggles. Oh, yeah. And after you've passed them. No, no. (laughs) Even as they, as they appear, as they appear, I'm, and I, and I heard it from somewhere and I can't remember, but I thought, wow, that's great. That is a great, that's the best way you could look at things. The guy said, uh, I think it was a fighter. And he was talking about either another fighter or a coach. I think it was a coach. And the fighter would say something to the coach like, oh, no, this happened. And the coach would say, good. Yeah, I remember that. And every time something bad, you say, good. Yeah. Why do you always say good when there's something bad? Because that makes you a stronger person. Yeah. Makes you figure out how to get through that struggle. Makes you better. So that's, and that's true. Look at everything that's made you better has been a struggle. Oh, yeah. Nothing easy. Why? Nothing easy doesn't te- teaches you no. a lesson or you learn yeah. from. So, so I'm, I'm starting to embrace that. Yeah. You know, when there is an issue, okay, good. This is going to be, this is a, a challenge and it's going to make me stronger to overcome this challenge. Or if, even if I fail at it, I'm going to learn something from it. Mm-hmm. So you look at it as from a positive half glass full. Glass half full perspective. Yeah. And, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. That's kind of what I, I guess I kind of look at things like that too. I already see that because that's why, that's part of why I left Miami too. I mean, I wasn't really necessarily looking forward to struggling, but I knew if I forced myself to, it's like, all right, quitting my job, I'm moving. Gotta have to do something. Yeah. Like, something's gonna happen. Right. <laughs> I mean, okay, here we go. Yeah. Because it wasn't happening there for you. Yeah, no. So, but I'm pretty good about it. Not everybody could do that necessarily. Or I was very confident in myself. I wasn't really worried. That's good. That's what a lot of people lack is the confidence. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, you mindfully did that. But you had other things on your mind, too. You're looking at, you want to travel around, see where you want, oh, where yeah. you want to end yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. So There's that you had to take that, that yeah. step. Yeah. yeah. You had to take that step. But and going and seeing my family. 
that's there. yeah that's yeah. that was a really big part too mm-hmm. but yeah but part of it was the thing that i think i felt really comfortable in miami and it was like ooh, i can't I can't get stuck in where I'm at. See, that's and that's exactly the feeling what I'm talking about when you get that family. Yeah. You get that, you've got that going and you get that comfort level. Mm-hmm. And and then to get out of that comfort zone is really hard because and then and again you're not affecting you're affecting yeah, yeah. everyone. Yeah. But where were you at? At least you were saying, Yeah, I'm falling into that trap. Mm-hmm. And I did it here even, you know, a couple years ago. Um you know, the business was doing really well. was making all the money I needed and more. I didn't have to work very much. You know, maybe I worked 15 hours a week. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. The rest was fuck off time. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was doing nothing. <laughs> I was fucking off. I mean, I was just doing goofy things that I wanted to do. And I think I needed to do it for a while because I yeah. had nose to the grindstone for so many years especially when i was working and going to school jesus christ um that i got out blew that off but then angela one day come up to me you need something you need to get a focus in your life or something you are not doing anything (laughs) and at first i'm like you who the hell are you telling me this shit you know my ego's getting the best of me shit i don't need to do shit man yeah. <laughs> i got this business started i'm the one who did all this i'm making the money for you too what are you talking to me but then i thought about it and she's like i'm like yeah she's right yeah i'm just stagnant here i'm not doing anything i'm not doing anything to move forward with my life slapping the bass all day <laughs> wasn't even doing that really you know not really I could have done it a lot more and worked hard at it and maybe had a goal to be a professional musician and just do yeah. that. But I wasn't doing that. You know, what am I going to do today? I don't know. Yeah, Sleep did. in, hang around the house. You did do that a lot. <laughs> I did. I did. And you know what? I would ask you, what are you going to do, man? Well, I, don't know. <laughs> I know. What did you do today, man? And it, you know what? It was good for a while. And I, and I think <laughs> I needed some of that too. And uh, But now I'm back to where... I want to put some more challenges and goals yeah. in my life where I find me, you know, I find that enjoyment, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the difficulties, the trying to figure things out, working that way. Um, I wish I would have done it a little bit more, a little bit sooner, maybe while the business was really going strong. Um, Cause it would have gave me a little bit more time yeah. to work toward it. So now I'm kind of stuck in that spot again where I can't put that much effort into it, but I'm figuring it out. Yeah. So, but that was a big thing for me when she actually said that to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. I've gotten that yeah. comfort zone. and That's well, a good thing. It's a good thing she said something then. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like, you know, now if it's not doing as well, then you're like, oh, shit. Now I'm... Yeah. Then you'd have to go into like a panic mode instead. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I never got in the panic mode. I got close, yeah. but I didn't get in the panic mode. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. And it... I'm not going to say... For a couple years, I didn't do anything, but I wasn't focused. Yeah. I wasn't really focused. I had a few ideas, but I never really followed up on too many things. Yeah. Um, And then I did try to get something started, and it was a little too late because then I lost the extra revenue. So I'm backpedaling and 
putting together another plan. But I've got I got things going. I'm working forward yeah. toward. So that's good. Um, but it took that statement to really go, wow, hmm, damn it. I hate admitting <laughs> when people are right. <laughs> yeah. So that's how that goes. Cause sometimes it's, it takes that outside perspective, but oh, you've yeah. got to respect the person who says it to you too. Yeah. yeah. And I think she tried to say it to me earlier. But the way she said it didn't come across right. Yeah, for you. Yeah, right and the time. way, and I don't think she, I don't think it came out the way she was even wanting it, wanting yeah. it to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she put it in that certain vernacular, it hit me, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Yes, you're right. You're damn yeah. right." Because that's what makes me happy. I always look back at what's what things have made me happy, and it all started when I was in sports in school. You yeah. know, especially when I was, I mean, it started in wrestling, but I didn't really grasp it all there. But when I got into diving and I had that goal of breaking the school record, you know, and going diving in college, all that kind of things, that was where I learned to work toward a goal. And it was great because my coach really was goal-oriented, had us write down goals, had us write down yeah. a lot of real specific stuff. And it really was great. And I use that stuff to this day. And uh, that's where I get satisfaction, you know, when you're going to your goals, and you're, and you're working towards something. You see the little incremental um, achievements you've made as you're working toward it. You know, you, yeah, you're going to have setbacks. But when you see those goals, it gives you, you feel full of life. You know, yeah, yeah I'm doing things. Things are happening. You're happening. You're building confidence and self-esteem. Whereas if you're just having fun, yeah, it's great. It's, yeah. it's not terrible. I'm not going to lie. It's great going to the beach. Four times a week, you know, <laughs> messing around and doing whatever the hell I wanted to do um, without any direction. But there's a time and place for that. And and I still want some of that, but not on a long-term yeah. time. Yeah, that's like what it was for me in Miami, too. Just too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was fun, but too much of it. Just always. Yeah, because you don't get that self-satisfaction. Yeah. I mean, it's great hanging out with friends and stuff. But, yeah, sure. But yeah, there was nothing. It was working. wasn't working towards things like I wanted to be, which I knew I wanted to be. But it's hard to it's hard to turn down fun to go. Well, yeah, push, but it's, yeah, to freaking grind at something that's not. <laughs> but if you're grinding at something and it's not fun, then maybe you shouldn't be grinding at it too. Well, yeah, yeah but sometimes I mean. Even if it's something that you want, it's still hard. Yeah, so it should be hard. hard. If it's not hard, it's not satisfying. Yeah, but it's not going to be fun right in the moment. I mean, yeah, at least not for sometimes. Me. Things aren't always fun right in the moment. It's fun, like let's say for me back when I was like trying to put together a website. Putting together the website was not fun because that's not <laughs> what I do. Yeah, so it was hard and annoying and frustrating. But then once I did it, then it was like fun. Okay, so it's like the you know I don't think the when it's like the thing that uh, Rogan always talks about that Ranella, the Stephen Ranella guy, he says it was like his his theory on like uh, fun. There's like levels of fun, like when you're at a uh, when you're at an amusement park, you ride a roller coaster. That's like the immediate it's immediate cheap fun, yeah, because you forget about it. Sure, like you can't go in your head right now and be like, you can't really get that feeling of how to, what it felt like on a roller coaster. But when you 
you look back to a time that was fun when you look back on it, but it was actually hard, you know, like that, like making that website was really hard for me. But now when I look back, it brings me like joy, joy. still because I knew I accomplished it. Yeah. So you, it's like expensive it was fun is good. Like, yeah, uh, I get more it. valuable fun. Yeah, sure. So that's where I, that's kind of my look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. That's it's why like, it's like when, when there's immediate fun available, it's hard to turn it down because you already know that you're going to get that feeling right then. Yeah, as true. Opposed to something, I might not get fun out of working hard because it might not work. Right. So it's like, yeah, that's the risk. thing. It might not work. <laughs> Take that's... a risk on the f- maybe you'll get some fun out of this in the future. And it's so easy to say, eh, it probably won't work. So I just won't oh, do yeah. it. You know, but when you say, or just okay, ignore it. And just really... Yeah, that's the worst. Block it out of your mind. So you and that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I was doing in Miami too. So. Well, it's good you got out then. Yeah, I recognized it. It's just good, but <laughs> it's funny because yeah, I mean, even going to the gym now, I go in there and there's days that I just don't want to do it, and I'm hurting. Like you, the workouts you gave me that were high reps, low rest, and I was sucking wind the whole damn time. Yeah, that was not fun, not fun at all. <laughs> but when I look back on it now, I go, okay. It did me good. Yep. yep. It helped me. It sucked. I hated it, but I did it, and I didn't miss a damn workout, and I followed through. So, shoo, I'm glad we're not doing any more of them right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I got through it. Yeah. Because that was miserable. I was not enjoying it at all. <laughs> Every time I go to the gym, I go, oh, man, here we go. Yeah, uh, but now the results... Yep. Yep. And that's what you got to do is see yeah. the results every little bit and see a little yep. bit of results and it helps. <laughs> um, time we've got one o'clock. one o'clock. Okay. Yep. Um, so the time is money factor again. I mean, I guess it comes down to what you value. Do you value time or do you value the money? Are you a person who's a, Physical thing. Do you need physical things? Do you need yeah. money and, and things you've got to hand in your hand? Because there's one type of value, but then there's the value that you recognize you need money so that you can use that money for time in a different, mm-hmm. for, for a different experience with time. Not to just have things, but you're still buying your time or your, your experiences during your time. Yeah. And it's such the way we're set up with an hourly paycheck or salaries that everyone has finite defined amounts of money they make, unless you're in a field where it's like sales that fluctuates or you run your own business and, you know, you know, amounts of money vary. But most people work that same job where they know how much money they're bringing home on that paycheck. That's how much money they make. So they spend right up to that amount every time because they can have all these things. You know, I have one friend, I don't even want to say his name, but that's how he would look at life. He would not look at how much money he made. He looked at how much money do I have? What kind of a payment can I afford with my paycheck? (laughs) And what new thing can I buy? And he would run those payments right up to where the amount of money he made every time. It didn't matter what he made, how much money he made, if it made sense or not. He bought a house, he had a house built and bought it. Oh my God, it was the house. How did it work? He bought the house for more than it was worth with nothing down, 
selling his trailer for more value than it was worth, which piled on to the value of the house. And this was before the bubble. This is why the bubble hit. So he's, he has a good job, a decent job. You know, he's making probably 60000 a year. So he's, he's maybe 70. He's up there where it's, you know, he could be comfortable. Yeah. But he overdid everything. He had a new, two new vehicles. He had the house. And his house payment was like $2,000 a month, more than that. And, and on that kind of a wage, that's not yeah. much. You know, you're not making quite enough to be super easy with that. And boom, things happen. His life changes. And now that came and bit him in the ass. Because instead of taking that, living moderately, putting it towards other things, he got all those payments right up to her head, ended up having to claim bankruptcy, and has been living in an apartment for years. A little tiny apartment driving a used car and he still makes the same amount of money but his lifestyle has changed drastically and he's super unhappy and I feel for the guy but man I just I would always say man dude because he would have it right down I mean he would have it figured out to the dollar well I have this much money for food I have this much money for this bill this bill this bill this bill this bill and I figured out I can make it happen yeah. It's like he was a salesman, a used car salesman selling himself. <laughs> you know, you can do it. Oh, we'll just make these payments hit right here and you'll be right in there. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad for the guy. There's no leeway for emergencies or yeah. anything. But I think he's always had his parents to fall back on. Oh. And that might be how that worked. I don't know. So, yeah, he, they don't understand that part of it. You know, I mean, he's one of those ones that live... I got my job. I got my 40 hour. I got my job. That's what I need. I'm supposed to have a job. I'm working all these. I work right. I go to work every day. I make this job. Mm-hmm. That's how I live. And then, you know, I go, I go to church and, and then that's it. That's, I don't have any goals. There's no next level. There's no next thing that he's shooting for in his whole life ever. There's no thing that he's working toward to be better or learn or. And to me, that's such a waste. Yeah. It's such a waste. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't, I can't really imagine even doing, even being like that. Yeah, no variety in life anymore, you know. There's so many people that live that way. So many. Well, yeah. Wonder what he, well, what do you think he, uh, but when it comes to the time versus money thing, what do you think he was... Because, I mean, he was doing some of those things probably for the time because he wanted to enjoy, like, getting a new house. No, I think he was doing it for his wife at the time, mostly. Oh, but that's still for the time he's going to be with her. Yeah. He just wasn't thinking clearly. I mean, maybe he just didn't have the... He was trying to do it all. Yeah. And he didn't have it all to do with. Yeah. I think that's that's the issue, and a lot of he might have been on the he might have been on the wrong end, you know, or he might have been value, valuing the time so much, you know, that he didn't have the money for the time that right. he thought he had. That's that's thing, so yeah, I think you nailed it right there. 
So he probably did have the time. He didn't really think to, think it yeah. through. He was going for the he time. He should have value. valued money a little bit more. Yeah, or at least understood it. Yeah, I think, at least I mean, understood yeah, it. But I think that all goes together. Yeah. And I guess I'm I'm guilty of that at times myself. You know? Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, when when the business was really rolling, I mean, money wasn't. I didn't care. Yeah. I got extra money. And my friends were going out. Hey, I got it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, I have friends who barely make it. You know, barely make it. You know. I gotta give somebody gas money tomorrow because just so they can we can get yeah. together. I don't care. Yeah, you know, it's worth it for you. And, uh, and so I never had that. I have never really been money driven as far as like I need my bank account to be fat. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's some people that need that in order to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I like to have a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I like yeah, to have emergency money. Feels better. I want to have emergency <laughs> money there because if something goes wrong, yeah. yeah, I need to fly to California and take care of something, or yeah. there's an accident here, I need to do this, something happens. Yeah, you got to have some some emergency money. Um, who's the guy, uh, the financial guru guy? Um, uh, he used to be on the radio a lot. I know he's on the internet. Ah, I can't think of his name. But his, he, he would help people with um, who are in financial trouble, especially if they have credit debt, credit card debt, all kinds of debt. Um, and the first thing you say before you pay anything off, get a thousand dollars in the bank. Before you do anything, get a thousand dollars in the bank. Then start working on, you know, paying yeah. off your credit and debt and stuff. Cause if you're trying to work on paying all the stuff and something catastrophic happens, right back, yeah. yeah, you're, you're worse off than you were, you know? So get the emergency fund built up. At least get that there. Then start working on your other mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, and, and I think the biggest thing that he did for people was give them goals and got them to think about things yeah. more often. Mm-hmm. You know, because so many times people just don't think about it. You know, hey, I make this much money. Let's see if on paper it says I can afford this credit. I can get this new thing on credit. Oh, that'd be great. And then the salesman talks to him, you know, and he's, he's pushing it. Oh, wouldn't this look great in your house or whatever? Or wouldn't this new car be so nice? And, you know, maybe your car was perfectly fine. It got you everywhere you needed to go. But, oh, this is a nice new one. And it's plush. And it's got the, you know, the USB and it's Bluetooth. And, you know, self-navigation steers and parks for you. Oh, my God. Whoa. Neighbors will be envious. And then your yeah. pride gets in there. And you're like, oh, yeah, let's get that. And then next thing you know, something else comes up. I'm like, oh, no. Now I now I can't make my payments. No. That's too bad. That's easy trap to get into. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't. I'm more. I'm like you. I don't need anything like material wise. I could care less. Like about my car, as long as it runs. See, I need my motorcycle. Does things it does. Yeah, but that's kind of comes to a time thing too for you. Yeah, because that your time helps me. Yeah, yeah, my time on spending time exactly, on and the, so and the friends that I hang out with who also ride. Yeah, you know, so that's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Being able to, but do that, that. yeah, and it's not necessarily you really. I mean, it is a material thing, and you like it, but I need really it in order to do. That you I could get it. a cheaper motorcycle. Oh, yeah, that's true. I could. Yeah, I really could. But then I'd have to worry about maintenance, yeah. breakdowns, all those things. Yeah, and then that's into my time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what I was talking so, about. Like, even with my car, that's why I said as long as it is in good condition, that's yeah. like my most only thing I care about. I yeah, care you were about. in a you were in a weird position where you were kind of forced to do what you did there. Oh yeah, with the car I have now. yeah. But it's still I got as cheap as I possibly could sure. with my circumstance. Right. So 
Yeah. So you did, I, you did it's well. Good enough. So yeah, and your sister was a salesperson, so you yeah. got the best deal you could yeah. get too. She actually, I think she said she got in trouble over that. She was telling me something about she was kind of got in a little bit of trouble over it or something. <laughs> Oh, well. So lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and I don't know, you know, you're 25. And uh, so the way you look at time and value is different how you're going to look at it 10 years from now, too. Oh, yeah. And 10 years after that, that. Yeah. It's always going to change. I'd wonder how it'll be. But if you can, if I could give you one thing, a piece of advice is just in the life that you have right now, you can gamble everything and the risk is small. Oh, yeah. The older you get, when you gamble everything, the risk is much larger. So that's when your mind starts going, hmm, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So what I say, risk it all when you're yeah. young. Risk it all. What do you got to lose? It's not that much. And the experience yeah. you're going to gain even if you fail. Yeah, I already think about it. I mean, like that too. That's why I've been to... Lived in Miami and lived now yeah. in California because I know. What's the worst? I mean, when I moved to California, like what was the worst that could possibly happen? There was really nothing. I mean, I had a place to live. And another That's thing. That's it. Was... <laughs> and let me tell you this. Here's one piece of experience that life has taught me. And, and I don't think you can really grasp it until you get older. And you've been through a few different employers and some different employment scenarios and things where you've worked do not be afraid to take on a a job or a position or a something that you feel is is beyond your capabilities or beyond your training or beyond because i can almost guarantee at least 50 percent of the people who are doing that job now oh, yeah are less experienced and less qualified than you. But you know, you want to be able to, because you know your level of experience, you know what you know, and you know what you don't know. So you're going out there going, well, I don't know this, I probably can't do that job. But yeah, there are people doing that because of nepotism and all the other things. So don't be afraid to jump in there, even if you're lost. When I got my first job, the job I took, after I worked at the fa- the one factory as a, uh, what I, I started as a, um, what was it? What was the position called? It was basically shop foreman or something like that. Production manager. And I also took on purchasing. Didn't know anything about purchasing. They said, need to purchase? I said, I'll do it. <laughs> I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I, none whatsoever. But I said, I'll do it. Got it. Got my experience. I'm like, this is nothing. This is easy. This was stupid for telling me I got to have all this. Because you look at other jobs, they want all this other experience and all these other things. I'm like, whatever. I'm intelligent. I can figure it out. And I did. Then I took on safety manager at the place. I didn't know anything about I I knew a tiny, tiny bit about safety that I learned from uh, being in construction myself that I had to learn from OSHA that way. But I took on that. I'm like, I'll do it. I had no idea. There's no way I was qualified for it. If yeah. you looked on paper, hell no. But I got, it was easy. Mm-hmm. It was easy, and I excelled at it. But if they look at it on paper and say, you need to have this, this, yeah. this, and this, that's bullshit. Half the people out there are just winging it. 
because they don't know or they don't have the experience or they don't have the broad experience that you may have. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then when I made a big change and I went to a, an auto manufacturer and I was the quality manager there, man, I was over my head. I was really over my head, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I could still pull it off. Yeah. And I was learning as I was going and everybody was happy that I was working hard in there every day and you know, I had a good attitude. No one gives a shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> so don't be afraid to go in and even if it feels like way out, what's the worst could happen? You work there a week and they fire you. Mm-hmm. But what experience did you get? That would be the absolute worst thing that could happen. Yeah. You're not going to go to jail. You know what? They're not going to arrest you because you said you could do this and you didn't. They're not going to sue you. Yeah. Go in, jump in. You know, I did that a lot. It was like when I, it wasn't like big high risks or anything, but when I worked at the lake, you know, working for all those people that have these uh-huh. million dollar homes and stuff. Yeah. They would ask me like to do something, you know, like, oh, do you think you could do like whatever it is? Uh huh. Something to do with like their landscaping or like brick. Yeah. Stuff. I was like, yeah, seems easy enough. Yeah. I'll YouTube it. <laughs> yeah. I'll YouTube and get it done. <laughs> yeah. And just figure it out. That's great. Because, yeah. That, yeah, I think you should really do that with your next step of your career, too. Oh, don't be afraid to yeah. jump right in. It doesn't even matter. But that's that's something I... It took me years to understand that. You know, until I started seeing the people... You know, I'd work at a place and I'm going, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. How does he have this position? He's a moron. Mm-hmm. And you see that over and over and over. And you're like, hmm, okay, I'm starting to understand now. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to get the position. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. You've got to get your foot in there, grab the hold of that position, and then run with it. And people like you and people like me, we can succeed at it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can, but you've, if you're a go-getter and you're semi-intelligent and you know how to you know, deal with people, you're going to succeed. Yeah. Unless it's you know brain surgery, obviously. Yeah. You can't go doing something that takes a certain specific skill set that you have to yeah. have. Or, or if, yeah, or if like you're putting someone at risk or something. Right. Think, but yeah. Yeah, but for the most part, yeah. it's ridiculous. That's half of your jobs in those type of things are smoozing people that are above you. <laughs> That's it. Hey. You know, looking good today, boss, or something, you know. You know those guys. They're terrible at their job, but they suck up so bad. It's ridiculous. And you're like, I know I could do that job twice as good as this guy. I just don't have this piece of paper that says I can do that. Yeah. You know, or I didn't get the experience at this other crappy job, you know, because I know some people that are in some pretty good positions. I'm like, wow. Wow. Good for them. But they were able to take... Take the risk. They didn't care. Like, I'm going for it. <laughs> what do you got to lose, you know? If you have that attitude, what do I got to lose? I'm going for it. What's the worst that could happen? Am I, will- am I willing to take that risk? Am I willing to take the embarrassment if it doesn't work out? Yeah, bar- embarrassment is just a way that I would feel, and I would be causing that on myself because I can't feel embarrassed unless I allow myself to feel embarrassed. So, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You can't have any feelings unless you allow, allow yourself to feel it. Unless it's physical pain that someone else yeah, is, is getting to, to you. It's hard to not feel embarrassed. Like something like that, you know, hard not to feel an emotion. That yeah, happens. but it's ego. Yeah. You know, you, you, you lay a little bit of groundwork going, you know, I don't have a lot of experience. This job I had now. 
this job I have now, right now. They were looking for, I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but hey, whatever. I think I've proved myself already. They were looking for someone for commercial salesman, commercial roofing salesman. I have very, very next to zero experience in commercial roofing. But I know some of the systems and how they work a little bit. But I'm nowhere near qualified for it. But I said, I'll do it. I want that job. So he ended up hiring me and hired another guy. The other guy didn't last a week. And now I'm the top salesman at my company. I had no idea. I still really don't know. I'm still playing it by ear and kind of guessing yeah. and stuff. But I know my abilities and I know how hard I work. I know other people who had the jobs. And I'm like, this guy can do it. I know yeah. I can do it. <laughs> so... Don't be afraid to bite off more than you think you can chew sometimes. Just, oh, yeah. especially because then it's that I've given myself a challenge, you know? Okay. This is a difficulty. This is going to be a difficulty in my life and I'm going to overcome that challenge, you know? So now I have a great, that's even reinforced more strongly that theory that just go in and do something difficult more harder than you think you can do. So it's like make your goals. If you know you can reach this level, make your goal that much higher, that yeah. much incremental higher. Because if you know you can do this, where's the challenge? Yeah. If you know you can bench press 200 pounds and your goal is to bench press 200 pounds, there's no yeah. challenge. You're not going to put the work or the effort in or you're not going to have any satisfaction when you do it. Oh, yeah, I did it. Hey, woo. No, you need to make that, okay, I want to bench press 250 pounds. Yeah. Well, I've never done 250. Okay. Well, what am I have to do to get there? I got to work and this and that. And that's where the satisfaction, I think, comes in. Yeah. Well, speaking of time, we're going to have a little bit of time to warm up before the other yeah. band member gets here to mess around. Yep. We get to play. Yeah. David's the drummer. I'm a bass player. I'm going to get a guitar player over here. and It's been a little while. And enjoy some of our time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it all together all right so not a bad podcast yeah. hope you all enjoyed it and we love y'all we'll see you next week see ya i thought that went pretty well